you're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Little Diva Energy, a little something extra. Uh, a chance for us to check in with the world of diva, read through audience feedback, uh, check our privilege and check we didn't do a libel. Uh, in the immortal words of Liberty X, we're going to give you just a little bit more. Uh, Tom is wearing full leathers, as in the video. It's me in the middle. So uh, our first ep has flown the nest. Oh. Should we turn its room into a gym? Yeah, I think uh, so. People have been really lovely. That's really nice. They've been really smooth. Um, thank you, thank you very much, everyone. That's really lovely. If you did really like it, you could leave a review. If you didn't, you could keep your thoughts to yourself. Um, but yeah, we have had some um, really interesting, really great feedback, and this is where we'd like to introduce a potentially semi-regular feature. Mm-hmm. Our very good friend Rich Hawkins uh, has very kindly agreed uh, to offer up his thoughts in a little corner that we're going to know from now on as Rich's Bitch. So uh, let's hear from Rich now. He's going to give us some thoughts on the Jerry Halliwell episode that has just passed. Okay, Jerry Halliwell. I could talk about Jerry for probably forever. Congratulations, first of all. Episode one, Jerry. Brave move. I feel like it's questionable, is she a diva? But she absolutely is. Like, collectively, the Spice Girls are gay icons. Individually, only really Posh and Jerry hold on to those titles. And Posh is definitely not a diva. So, like, to find the diva in Jerry is an absolute good shout, and I fully support that. I would like to call you out on a, and make a correction, though. Jerry Halliwell is not problematic. She did not use mental health to try and sell records by calling her first album schizophrenic. She called it schizophonic, which is a fun, musical pun on a mental health problem. And what's problematic about that? You're also incorrect by saying that things went downhill on her second album. Scream, If You Want to Go Faster, is a great album. I promise you, honestly. Circle Around the Moon and Calling, two like mid-tempo ballads, beautiful, beautiful. Shows off Jerry's vocals, which I'm obviously much to show off about, but even so, beautiful. And it includes the song Feels Like Sex, which includes the lyric, if the mood is rude, then you've got the right attitude. Amazing. And Heaven and Hell, brackets, being Jerry Halliwell, which is as amazing as you think that song is. You also missed off something. Mel B recently outing Jerry and talking about their lesbian love affair. Now, obviously, we don't support outing people. That's wrong. However, Mel B choosing to do that in the middle of Jerry's Tory era is just oh, perfect. Jerry's in the countryside trying to live her best life as a Tory housewife. And then Mel B comes in with some salacious, sexy, scary ginger lesbian love. Oh, so good. And Jerry's absolute flat refusal to acknowledge it, to talk to Mel B ever again, probably. It's just so perfect. I felt like I've never been more let down by anything in my entire life than the lack of campness that is Jerry Halliwell as a Tory. Like, I want her to be like, bag of chips is Maggie. And I just don't get that from her. So thanks, Mel B, for helping us there. Finally, Half of You, obviously, iconic song. Like, what the video, uh, you're so right, with those gays just dancing around her, amazing. You should watch the Aussie TV. She did it live on TV, and it is just, mm, you've never heard anything like it. It's perfect. How'd you feel? Well, Rich is quite right. Uh, there is a, a a chasm between schizophonic and schizophrenic. 
And uh, I I apologise wholeheartedly for for suggesting that she's in any way problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, As yeah. if that was the only way that you suggested Jerry was problematic. <laughs> yeah. But he handily left her. Oh, no, we didn't leave out the bit about Thatcher, did we? Actually? No. Um, it wasn't Thatcher enough was, <laughs> was, was Rich's problem. It, wasn't, it could have been more of a cunt. <laughs> um, right, okay. So, yeah, let's talk about Mel B and Jerry. So this, yeah. this is actually a really interesting example of some i think in inverted homophobia from jerry because she had previously said in an interview with um howard stone is howard or harold stone the shock jock guy stern, stern him howard stone yeah that sort of prick in a wig <laughs> um she'd said that she had um had sex with a woman before and she'd said oh i like boobs but the other bit's not for me or something quite dismissive and sort of titillatory and then to deny that she's had this relationship with Melby and to, and to sort of semi-gaslight her about it mm. feels really inappropriate. And well, uh, So I'm not fully up on... I didn't really follow it. What did Mel B actually say? Mel B said that her and Jerry had had a, a sexual relationship. There are... V- an, like an ongoing one well, or no. something had happened? Mel B said that they'd slept together. But what, right. what has been widely rumoured since the period was that they were actually together. Well, this was going around at the time. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember that. I don't think it... Well, I think it was probably, you know, in the comments. Yeah. Whatever okay. the 90s equivalent was. Yeah, below but, the line. Yeah. Um, and Mel B... There's a, there's a conspiracy theory about that's why Mel, uh, Jerry left the band on Mel's birthday um, oh. as a kind of fuck you. And it, yeah, it, it, Jerry made the statement, basically Mel B came out with it in an interview and then Jerry released a very formal statement saying that on Mother's Day of all days, this was very hurtful to her and her family. On Mother's Day? Yeah, so she basically like came over all fucking nimby about it and... I think I think we can call homophobia. I think we can. Um, I think the strength of that bizarrely litigious reply when people have said other stuff about her and she's sort of let it wash over her, mm. I think is a little bit suspect and not diva. Yeah. Um, but I, I really love <laughs> classic, like really interesting way of flipping it from Rich to be like, actually, it wasn't camp enough, and Jerry gave it, made it camp by, by launching a full legal response. <laughs> um, and also, like you know, Mel, Mel B had uh, is a victim of domestic abuse as well, and had a very mm. difficult divorce and stuff. So I think it's actually really inappropriate to and the troublesome relationship that she had with the father of her child. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, and 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 her husband—I can't remember his name. Mm. I don't think we need to. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, Team Mel B on that one. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, yeah, great. Can't be all those things at once. I'm a human being. So, Tom, do you have a nomination for Diva of the Week? So yeah, so we're going to be doing hopefully regularly in the little Diva energies. We will be doing a Diva of the Week nominee, and hopefully. By the end of our discussion, we will come to a conclusion as to who has achieved the coveted crown. What is the prize? Uh, The prize is a bag of glitter, which Mm -hmm. we will hand deliver to their house. Right. I'm not allowed to do that. I know you're not. Okay. Certainly not with Jerry (laughs) Halliwell. They've made that very clear. Yeah. Do you mean bag of glitter or do you mean a bag of copies of Mariah Carey's glitter? Obviously the latter. Good. Just wanted to check. Uh, my, uh, I have a couple of nominees. Uh, first of all, uh, I have Lisa Scott Lee. Of Steps fame. Lisa Scott Lee of Steps fame. Right. Um, she was recently seen 
uh, photobombing <laughs> Eva Longoria <laughs> at an awards ceremony. I'm not entirely sure you saw this, right? What, yeah. What award I don't know what it? award it was, but it, it's find it on Twitter. Wherever it was. Rich has definitely put it on Instagram. Uh, Eva Longoria and her companion give Lisa Scott Lee a look. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, for those of you who've been... I think it's what gave me the flu. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who've been snoozing on Lisa Scott Lee, oh, yeah. um, she now runs a, uh, the Dubai Performing Arts Academy. Uh, with, we'll put the link in the bio yeah. in case you want to sign up. And she's full diva. Uh, she runs it with Johnny off of Hearsay. You know, um, Johnny from Hearsay. You know. Johnny? From Hearsay? Not Noel. No, not Danny. No, Johnny. No, Johnny. Johnny from, from Hearsay. hearsay. Uh, so Lisa Scott Lee and Johnny from Hearsay run a Performing Arts Academy in Dubai. Yes, they do. Culture. So, yeah, so she spends the rest of her time photobombing higher-ranking celebrities <laughs> at awards ceremony. And she looks happier than a pig in shit in also, that picture. Also, she looks good. You look yeah, good, babe. Oh, she looks fantastic. You look fabulous. She deserves to look happy. Yeah, she does. She lives That's in the sun. That's a twofer as well. She looks great. <laughs> and she's photobombing. Evil Agoria. Who is not pleased. No. My friend, I think, is, is, is more scandalised. Longoria's just like, what's going on? Do we know who the friend is? I didn't recognise them. I didn't recognise her. Can we get intel on this? If you know who Lisa Scott Lee's, no, who Eva Longoria's friend is in that picture, please do get in touch. Please tweet us at Diva Energy. This is canon. This is important. Uh, this is this is investigative journalism at its finest. Absolutely. Um, so who, is she your Diva of the Week or have you got another nom? She's not. I do have another nom. Uh-huh. Um, so as you well know, because uh, we are married, mm-hmm. um, we went to see Death of a Salesman on the West End. Which was amazing. This week it was amazing. Um, we've long had a slight obsession with Wendell Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is obviously not uh, in the category for a diva, uh, unfortunately, though he has very much got big dick energy. Yes. Yes, he's an incredible performer. Oh, incredible my God. Did he not tear up that stage? Left it all on the floor, babe. He really did. And it was a matinee. Yeah. Unbelievable scenes. But a diva nomination of the week has to go to his co-star, very much co-star as well, Yeah. Uh, to Sharon D. Clark. Shazza D. Who managed to find a way to get some singing in. To death of a salesman. Look, if you've got Sharon D. Clark, you will make her sing. Make her sing. Oh my God, that bitch's voice. Unbelievable. Oh it, my God, It the was voice. like she just sort of, oh, just ever so slightly parted her lips. Yeah. And an angel flew out. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't belt. It wasn't drying. It was off, it, I think it was off voice. It was just, yeah, warming up. Throw away. Oh my God, it was superb. Unbelievable. And, and obviously when you've got Wendell Pierce in there to... To jimmy it up a little bit yeah just... the whole cast were brilliant singers actually yeah and it's important to note if anyone does go and see it obviously this is sli- slightly off brand i suppose mm-hmm. but if anyone does go and see death of a salesman please please do it. it is absolutely wonderful production by um marion elliott marion elliott who's also an incredible director another female collaborator whose yeah. name i've forgotten oh we'll um, make sure we correct that yeah um but yeah absolutely um but it is amazing that with someone who's being advertised as the sort of tentpole of this performance which obviously it is because Woody yeah. Herman is that that kind of um, iconic character mm. to have a cast that pick up that, that don't allow it to drop anywhere mm. like that make sure that that entire show is not focused on him but is a a living breathing unit and yeah. D. Clark is just uh-huh. very much part of that well I will say though um, anti-diva Sharon D. Clark's character Mrs. Lohman yes not a diva not diva no no very much very propping passive. up a um, a relationship and a, and a sort of a, a poor masculine energy, a weak male character that yeah. doesn't need propping up in the way that she does. No, 
Right, so let's moving moving on from London theatre because uh, not everyone can get to the theatre. Also, it's stopping soon. So, but um, it was an amazing performance. Let's talk about universal culture. Okay, what are you obsessed with this week, Holly? I think I know what the answer is. Tom, we're living in a PC world. That's true. And I don't mean PC like half the population believe has gone mad. Things including human decency, civil rights. You don't believe, uh, as in a, a police officer that goes around... PC gone mad. Because he's, he's Hello. lost his mind. I'm PC gone mad. PC gone mad. I'm on my on my beat. Hello, PC gone mad. PC gone mad. Did I hear some slurs? Yep. No, I don't mean... I don't mean PC. We are living in a post-cats world. That's true. Some people have seen cats, and I haven't. And it's... Um, Eating you up inside. Yeah, absolutely. I'm being eaten from within... Not unlike the genitals that have been erased from that movie. I can't wait. I can't actually wait. Everything about it appeals to me. When are we booked? We're booked in for the 30th. So we're having to, yeah, we're going to have to get through the holidays not having seen cats. And it's going to be a rough festive period. It is. It is. I don't know what I'm going to do. In the meantime, I have got the, uh, the video of Jimmy Fallon and The Roots with some of the cast of Cats doing a remix of Memory. Idris Elba notably absent. Not, nowhere to be seen. Uh, they're doing it with children's percussive instruments. Which they do. That's a thing that they do on that show. Right. They, they often do remixes of, of a guest's song. So they've done one with Madonna. Mm-hmm. They've done one with Adele. I did Hello with Adele. It was really viral yeah, that, at one point. Yeah. It's good. It's an interesting idea. I love the roots. Yeah. Live for Fallon as well. Yeah. Who looks, I'm going to say, embarrassed about yeah. the whole affair. I, when we were talking about this, when we first watched it, I sort of maintained this point that what I like about Jimmy Fallon is that he loves to sing clearly Mm because he does it a lot, but he always looks slightly embarrassed that he's doing it. Yes. Singing is embarrassing. It is. And you should be embarrassed if you sing, unless you're Celine Dion. Yeah. But you should never look embarrassed. (laughs) You don't have the right to look embarrassed if you're Celine Dion. And never stop. On this note, actually, this is for a future episode, but... um, Look up Celine Dion's memory. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's superb. Dressed like one of the original cats, lying uh, face down on the stage. We will discuss that in a little deeper energy in a couple of weeks. Tease, mm. tease, tease. Uh, right. In terms of Jimmy Fallon, it's like he, I, I feel like that's his shtick. However, I do believe in this particular video, I might have mistaken that for actual genuine shame. I think it's shame. Because he knows what's about to happen. Oh, he knows. They've presumably rehearsed it. Yeah. So Taylor Swift is sort of giving you laconic... Um, under the fringe under energy. Under the fringe energy. She's sort of sitting there occasionally thwacking a marimba or whatever it is she's got. Um, <laughs> Derulo. Let's have a little chat about Derulo. Now, look, this is going to sound shadier than I mean it to, but I'm very... Su- How did Jason Derulo get into this film? How long ago did they start filming? When did they start filming it? Jason It's been in Derulo. production a long time. Obviously. <laughs> so Derulo... Um, in this video gives you big arts ed energy it's he leaps up an octave um, halfway through halfway through what is he eight bars yeah no I I take that back it's not arts ed energy it's the Dubai Performing Arts Academy with Lisa Scott Lee and Johnny from Hearsay we'll have to delete that because I used to work for them Just uh, for the listener, we've had to not mention several children's art performing arts colleges that I have worked for. And 
all of them have been very happy experiences. Just to be clear, I have never worked uh, for the Dubai Performing Arts Academy, but no. if they are hiring, then please get in touch <laughs> at Diva Energy at, at gmail.com. Yeah, we will travel. Uh, so yeah, Derulo comes in. It's, it's a shame. Corden does a bit. I'm going to leave my responses to that unsaid. And then there is a percussive applause to herald the entrance of Jennifer Hudson. Here she comes. And, oh, Jennifer Hudson has been through enough. There is pure rage flashing in her eyes because mm. she that she's got an Oscar. Effie White, her Effie White is seminal. Her contribution to Sex and the City, the first movie, less said about it, the better. But she does not deserve the indignity of this video or the film and she knows it she makes that very clear as well she makes it utterly clear how livid she is what's your theory about it i think about well, jennifer hudson her relationship with the current with the cats she's the only one who's read the comments she's the only one that's seen the trailer she knows there was she did an interview in the guardian about a month ago where it was sort of the uh, the elephant in the room was that jennifer hudson knew how bad cats was and as I said, she's but been no one else, clearly no one else does because no. they look absolutely thrilled. Maybe it, they look absolutely thrilled with themselves. I guess maybe if you are a level of celeb, you choose to live in a different bubble where you don't realise that you're in the worst film ever made. It's on the news at ten. It's on the news at ten. It's the worst film ever made. They have her done up like some sort of unheimlich Furby that's been left outside the Help the Aged. One of the greatest singers of our time. And she brings that diva energy. She comes on. She's got absolute tood. She releases this belt on memory, the big bit. And it looks like she could do it on the loo. She doesn't need to try. It just comes out of her. And she's that's... also standing a good 10 feet away from the rest of the cast, yeah, which means that she looks herself. about five feet taller. <laughs> yeah. She's furious. And they're and... all sat down. It's, it's an absolute... Jennifer Hudson... Justice for Jennifer. Uh, quite frankly, and in his in his defence, Jason Derulo just looks thrilled to be there. He just looks happy to be involved. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she's my diva of the week. Uh, she's your diva of the she's week. She's one of my divas of the decade, actually, J-Hud. Mm-hmm. Live for her. Absolutely. Um, and we will get back to you with our thoughts after we've seen Cats. The other thing we are obsessed with, we should probably explain yeah it's been a long-running thing now it's been about two weeks now i mm-hmm. think a lovely journalist called diora shadadinova uh has published published <laughs> on twitter uh she's it's her pinned tweets so if you go to her profile it's at the diora uh that's d-i-y-o-r-a um and she's written you asked for it here are the most iconic british tv moments of the decade 2010 to 2019 and i'll be quite honest uh between us and several of our friends uh we have not stopped watching these videos yeah. For a good fortnight. That's a man, actually, Derek. That's a man, actually, Derek, is a big one. I was um, not just a slag. I was a total slag. It's iconic, every single one of it. Uh, there's the man with the whisk, who's eating the entire whisk in yeah. uh, Come Dine With Me. And then, of course... We've, of course, the one thing that has really, really made an impact uh, is, uh, of course... Is it Jessie? Jessie. Jessie from Little Mix and her Jamaican accent... <laughs> I remember it happening, uh, but I hadn't watched it on repeat 15 times. No. And and now I have, and now I use it 
um, when I can't think of anything else to say. A big shout out to our friend Dan, who is going to get it on a beach towel. Yeah, Dan's having it on a beach towel. That's uh, that's a choice. Uh, in case you haven't seen the video, we'll, we'll obviously put it in the show notes. But this is a video uh, in which there, it seems to be some sort of fun, quirky interview where yeah. they hand out cards to the uh, to the members of Little Mix. Uh, looking forward, by the way, to Little Mix the search. Oh yes, please. Yes, please. Miss Little Mix. Um, Little Mix going to be searching for a new girl band. Yes, please. Every single one of those girls has BDE. That's true. Particularly Jessie, because she's had an, a, with a documentary about her. Um, but yeah, so they hand out these little cards with names of accents on them. And they have to flip them over and then immediately do the accent. <laughs> and the resulting... We'll, we'll play the clip. Yeah. Oh. Are you... Oh, my name. Um, <laughs> sorry. As podcasts are a visual medium as well, uh, you obviously can't tell as well that when you uh, when she does it, her eyes roll back in her head. Yeah, like she's possessed. It's like it, it's like the camp version of The Exorcist. It is. It's amazing. Anyway, so you'll be hearing a lot more from Belegda. Yeah. Uh, you will hear it on the next episode, actually. So the next episode we have recorded, it's with our dear friend, uh, James Rowland, mm-hmm. who is a, a renowned storyteller and idiot, uh, who will be coming on to talk about the one and only Carrie Fisher. R.I.P. Uh, yes, R.I.P. But of course, celebrating this weekend uh, with her final performance in a Star Wars film. Yes, although she is... Uh, in a Reap to Aura ve- vehicle, which will be released. And we'll be much more excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, we are very excited about Star Wars and we're really excited for you to hear this episode because we're very pleased with it and James had some really interesting insights uh, to contribute. So that's coming out next Monday. We want to say a big thank you as well to Bex Pitt, who yes. is the wonderful designer who has done uh, the logo for the pod and has been just incredibly supportive in every single way. And so a big, big thank you to her. And of course, also to John Swain, uh, who arranged, uh, co-wrote and arranged the uh, theme tune, um, which we use obviously in the breaks, but also in Total the beginning legend. and Absolute legend. And of course, uh, one of the uh, co-founders and owners of Hackney Brewery. Drink Hackney Brewery because yeah. you've Responsibly. Uh, excellent. And so, yeah, it only remains for us to wish you a very happy non-denominational uh, festive season, however you celebrate. Yeah. I celebrate with Brussels sprouts and pickled onions. Yes, you do. And then you lie in front of the television, farting for the rest of the day. That is diva energy. What is your record, Holly, for... Uh, no, it's not pigs and blankets, is it? That's your sister. Uh, yeah, no, but it's um, pickled onions. How um, many? I believe it was 25 on a boxing day in the past. Good grief. So I'm going to try and try and smash that. Imagine the clear up. <laughs> IBS is BDE. <laughs> <laughs> That should be the mantra of the show. I'll be on your gravestone, to be fair. IPS is BDE. Um, so we're going to wrap things up because um, we have a, a diva in our presence, Mrs. Morgan. Do you want to say hello? Just shout? No, she's, no, she's, she's shaking no, her head no. like Paddington. <laughs> Enigmatic. The ghost of elegantly draped. <laughs> draped in... <laughs> <laughs> Eileen Fisher, Paddington. Uh, no, she will not. She will not be contributing. She's not going to be feet on this track. Maybe she, one day. She's not Pitbull. Um, <laughs> so thank you very much, and have a fantastic festive time. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Subscribe, like, thank you. Bye.
Okay. Name three celebrities you'd want to do a duet with. Oh, Adele, Pink, and uh, um, not Madonna. 